Hello, everyone, and welcome to Joe's Tango Podcast, and welcome to the exciting, colorful, and sometimes bizarre world of Argentine tango. On this show, we'll be meeting tango instructors, event organizers, and musicians, and they are a fascinating bunch of people. It'll be a great time, and I hope you can handle it. I'm your host, Joe Yang, and thank you very much for joining us. Today's special guest is a central figure within European tango circles. He is based out of Paris, France, and is a well-known teacher, organizer, and DJ. And he's also the guitarist of the group Quarteto Belgrano. And with me now is Mr. Stefan Koch, but we all know him as El Turquito. Thank you so much for taking the time to be on the podcast. I know you've been very busy, and I, I appreciate you taking the time to, to speak to me. Well, thank you for inviting me. It's always a pleasure to share ideas with the tango community around the world. Yes, yes, and the listeners <laughs> definitely appreciate it as well. So the first question I have, just to get right into it, uh, can you describe the moment or moments, perhaps there was more than one, when you knew you wanted tango to be a big part of your life? Oh, that's a good question. The whole thing started uh, uh, in the plane when I was going back from Turkey, I was, mm -hmm. I, was I think, in my early 20s, 20, okay. 22, 23. Mm -hmm. uh, I, I decided I wanted to do some kind of gym. Uh -huh. And uh, I started, but I don't want to do something uh, too recursive, you know, just turn on myself, like going to a gym and mm -hmm. looking at myself and watching my muscles. That wasn't me. <laughs> I didn't feel like that. And I, I wanted something... A physical activity turned towards someone, you know, to, to the exterior, to, mm -hmm. to other people. So that was my starting point. And I, as I was a musician, so a, a friend of mine uh, at th that time, she was she was my girlfriend. She said, mm -hmm. "Hey, why why don't we do a, a swing dance?" Mm -hmm. And that's it. Of course, let's go do swing dance. I'm, I'm a musician. There's mm -hmm. you know some art involved. Um, there's a social aspect, and you meet people, and you you and you move. You know, you just you know get get moving, and but you don't move in a stupid way. You you move in an artistic way. Yes, yeah. <laughs> so that was the starting point. Mm -hmm. And uh, but uh, after a while, I really got into that uh, idea of dance, and the the whole uh, that was that that really grew stronger than the gym part. Mm -hmm. Really, and the. And that's when I discovered that tango was like uh, more of a more interesting thing because for me it was a technique that didn't involve a, a time signature or a pattern, mm -hmm. uh, you know, cycle of pattern where you need to communicate in other dances, you know, on a certain number of counts. Mm -hmm. and that thing was very interesting. It was like uh, playing a chromatic instrument uh, or, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> or you know. Or or, or 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 a violin, you know. And mm -hmm. for me, the tango was was a major kind of dance when I discovered. But I think when you when you're interested in dancing, you end up and you know what tango is about. You you end up choosing tango if mm -hmm. you know what's going on. Yeah, you know? yeah excellent, good. <laughs> so, can you describe your very first dance at a milonga? What what was that like? Oh, my very first dance at a milonga. Well, it. it it didn't take too long because I was already, I knew already how it worked. Okay. I knew already that you had to go through a desert and, you know, mm -hmm. uh, I knew all these things before I started uh, learning it. I, I was going, I was ready to go through uh, the second de de desert, mm -hmm. <laughs> cross the desert again. And uh, 
but that's one thing you have to do. You have to dance in order to 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 learn how to dance. So yeah. you have to go to the yeah. milonga. So I knew it was. Um, I tried not to invite too too many good dancers mm-hmm. uh, first, and you know uh, we went there together with some friends uh, from uh. the class, and then I I I, I had some attempts to invite some some um, some better dancers than me, mm-hmm. but um, and then I knew you had to when you do that you have to go and invite the top dancers and never the the intermediate ones because they you'll downgrade them but if you go and invite top dancers you'll mm. upgrade them you know because they'll always look the like the cool person to you know who accepts dancing with an absolute beginner uh. <laughs> <laughs> but i knew that <laughs> yeah so that was yeah what was my first attempt not very original but <laughs> okay okay so were you so were you nervous at the time, at the time or, or was, was it a joyful experience? I'm still nervous. I, I, I really have to go uh, out of my comfort zone. It's not, not uh, you know, it's been over 20 years now that I've been dancing. It's never a very easy thing for me to go and invite uh, someone. Mm-hmm. They usually invite me now, oh. hopefully. <laughs> nice. Nice. I'm, I'm okay with it. Okay. It really requires me a lot of effort to go and invite someone I don't know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, feel, I still sort of feel the same way too. After these years, I'm still I'm still a pretty shy person. So when I make that kava sale, it's always it's always a little fun. Yeah, that's funny. why I'm usually stuck with the people I know. Uh, I'm really asking, you know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. So sticking with the, the milongas, so a, a lot of our listeners um, they're pretty new to tango and they're just starting to fall in love with the dance, you know, just starting to feel that tango addiction set in. Mm-hmm. And they're still relatively new to the milongas, and many of them are still a little nervous about coming. Um, so mm-hmm. other than observing the basic customs, such as the floor craft and using capasail, what advice would you give them to help make their milonga experiences more enjoyable? Um, well, I think... Um, the teacher should show them some escape moves mm. in the beginning and as early as possible. Uh, I think it's more the task of the teacher to give them some some repertoire to uh, to show them how they should evolve in a in a in a, in a milonga mm-hmm. without. Uh, knowing that they will never be able to do the, the entire salida, for instance, if the teacher teaches the salida, mm-hmm. and show how to interrupt a, a movement and do it elsewhere, and show them interruption moves and and maybe small circles, you know, with a, a, a you know sidewalks and 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 change of balance, sidewalk change of balance, that kind of you know escape movements that they can yeah. still continue to dance while they're they're. They're stuck because that's what's going to happen. They'll mm-hmm. be stuck. <laughs> yeah. and, and and so the whole idea is what what do I do when I'm stuck? You know, mm-hmm. uh, when I start to dance. So that's what they should learn. Mm-hmm. They should try to 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 learn what to do that when they're stuck. Okay. Really. Okay. Yeah, because <laughs> it can get really crowded at the milongas. It's it's a little exactly. different than it is in class, right? Exactly. Yeah. So it's uh, one thing they should know. It's that they don't decide which movements they'll do. It's mm-hmm. the crowd decides and they do what the, with the space that there is left to them yeah and that's right the basic of improvisation <laughs> <laughs> right right so kind of going on uh, staying with the the teaching topic so in your own tango uh, while you were learning 
mm-hmm. or what you're still learning, but um, kind of thinking back close to the beginning of your tango journey, do you uh, remember any really good um, advice that some of your former teachers have given you that have that you've carried with you throughout the years? Oh, many, 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 many. I mean, I don't know where to start. <laughs> of course, of course. Yes. Well, um, when when I started tango in France, mm-hmm. uh, I mean, the t- teaching technique was was a little uh, approximate because a lot with, the tango started with with the with the big shows like Tango Passion mm-hmm. or. And most of the dancers were were not milongueros. They weren't tango dancers. They were just people who learned the choreography of tango. Mm-hmm. They were just teaching their choreographies. They weren't they weren't teaching the connection technique oh. specific to the tango. Mm-hmm. So a lot of people get, got on this thing through choreography, and they did not really have a very structured. Uh, uh, representation of tango to transmit it. You know, they were just teaching the salida, but they didn't even know how to do the salida correctly, and oh. they didn't have the real technique of coming. Mm-hmm. So uh, there was this guy, this Turkish guy from from. <laughs> he used to go and teach. He teach. He taught a lot in New York called Metin Yazer, which okay. I, uh, I, 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 I had him come over uh, to Paris, mm-hmm. and so he gave lots of classes and master classes and. And he came with this uh, very synthetic uh, vision, mm-hmm. which was, for me, a little incomplete because he wasn't really working on the connection. But he was, he he started something very interesting with uh, uh, the analysis of the movement, with the salida and everything. Mm-hmm. That was, that was a uh, one eye opener, I think. Mm-hmm. And then the. Uh, Chicho, with Chicho, oh, there was lots of uh, interesting stuff. I did lots of workshops with him. Mm. Uh, he used to do seminars of 10 hours, 15 hours, and oh, I took yeah. them all. Uh, <laughs> that was, yeah, that was a very, very important thing. And then uh, I did lots of master classes. And there are small details always, you know, as you say, God is in the details mm-hmm. with tango. So it's it's usually very subtle things. Uh, you you they, you know just you work on uh, just the, that detail you know you have to flex your knee at a specific time yes. when you're doing the back ocho and not before <laughs> right you know that kind of thing yeah it's always been it's a non-stop thing yeah yeah, yeah with yeah. all the yeah. all the little infinite layers to the to the dance exactly mm-hmm. exactly yeah. Yeah. yeah so how did you yourself get into teaching can you describe that journey well uh, actually I. I first turned down a lot of people who asked me to teach. Oh, really? I started like that. Uh, so they say, oh, do you give lessons? I said, no, you go to the... And at, after a while, I said, okay, these people are coming to me. They want me to teach them something. I'm sending them to other people. Mm-hmm. And I, I start, but why, why should I do that? So I started giving private lessons. Ah. It was like... And then I started teaching in a swing dance school. They knew me because I was already a swing dancer, you know. Okay. Uh, so they knew me from there, and they said, "Oh, you dance tango. You can, I'm really looking for a tango teacher." So oh, nice. I, I taught there for three years, mm-hmm. and then I, um, thirteen years ago, I integrated so uh, uh, an association called Le Temps du Tango, which was the biggest tango association okay. in France. Yeah, and there 
they used to at that time they do it less now but they used to 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 organize master classes for their students okay so they organized master classes with whatever teacher was uh, Argentinian teacher had a good uh, reputation so that was very interesting because if even if everything wasn't very new or very they just sometimes gave one thing one interesting idea that you could use after that and and yeah you know, yeah exactly and that's how we improve but we keep improving the teaching technique all the mm -hmm. time because mm -hmm. teaching is not about uh, how well you dance yeah it's about how you can put this movement in this body you know <laughs> yeah yeah and, and you know and that body can be old uh, that body can be young you're yeah. not going to do it the same way yeah and uh, and it's uh, and it's it's not a sprint; it's a marathon. You know, it's it's a journey. Yes. So it's you have to be patient too. But mm -hmm. you know, if you do the right things, you can learn tango in in, in a reasonably short period of time, which would be between two and three years if you do it correctly. I think. Yeah. 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 All right. Yeah. So uh, there's this old saying that um, the teachers' best teachers are are their students. So what have you learned from your own students? Oh, uh, I have learned lots of things. Mm -hmm. I, I used to have. A, uh, I, I, sorry about my English because my okay. English is no, it's been perfect. Chinese uh, yeah. therapists, uh, people who are like really involved in the body, mm -hmm. uh, like. Uh, therapy people who were in the you know mm -hmm. uh, how do you call that uh, uh, osteopaths and people like that okay so 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 while I was explaining the the technique of all that we had you know one uh, one uh, you know one one leg which which was was giving the movement and the other leg was more or less giving a counter movement rather than attraction, you know, it's yeah. a propulsion and counter propulsion, something uh -huh. like that. And I always say, oh, this is an eccentric contraction. Mm -hmm. We know what this is, and oh, this is very interesting. So, you know, we always, uh, and sometimes uh, they do a mistake, and the mistake is very interesting, like, mm. you know, they, they do a change of the base uh, from cross basic to parallel basic or from yeah. parallel, mm -hmm. while they're while they're doing a pivot, uh, they are pivoting on one leg, and the partner is pivoting on two legs. Mm. And then you you switch the base, uh, the basic, and from there you start imagining a lot of uh, <laughs> other applications, and you know it goes to some weird places. You know that happens all the time, actually. Yeah, yeah. I can't give you too many examples here. <laughs> Basically, they they mostly teach me how to teach because. Yes. Because uh, you say certain things, they don't work, mm -hmm. and after a while you try a different approach, mm -hmm. and it works with some, it doesn't work with others. So you you you, you mostly teach how to teach with the, with your students yeah. as well. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yes, definitely. <laughs> a lot of and, and time time is a very important factor because you have a the the longer uh, longest time you have uh, been teaching uh, the. The more experience you gain, and you mm -hmm. you you know you have a lot of feedback. Yes. You know exactly. You you have a more you sense much better 
the evolution of people they will mm -hmm. have in two years, in three years, in four years, yeah. because you've been there already many times. Yes, and you know yes. you know how to to repeat it. You know, I think mm. that's that's important. Yeah. Yes. Definitely. Yeah. yeah. So now I want to talk a little bit about your um, your experiences as a DJ and kind of in the context of not being afraid to try new things. So I did a little bit of reading about you. So you were one of the first DJs to use uh, digital music, MP3s, right? That's right. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. I, they I, were mocking. Go ahead. And after a while, I said, "Look, you're mocking me, but you 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 <laughs> you are using a CD, mm -hmm. and the CD." Okay, if you were using analogic discs, I would understand that, you know? Mm -hmm. yep. Okay, effect, yeah, because it's analogic, you can say, okay, this is the, the vibration of the very sound that you're using. Okay, that I understand, but mm -hmm. you're, using, you're using digital music. Mm -hmm. So I'm just, I'm just and you're, you're, you're traveling with uh, 15 kilos of, of uh, box with you, yep. uh, and I just have one computer, and I get the same result. Yeah, yes. <laughs> Yes. Besides, right. I I can I can shape my music mm -hmm. as I want because I have the search function and I can I can choose immediately the the music and and all those who were mocking me mm -hmm. ended up doing the same thing. Yep. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah, and this because was the late nineteen nineties, so you were very far ahead of your time. So many of our younger dancers now they sort of take for granted that the DJ will have a laptop computer with them. But um, well, I remember, yes. yeah, back in the late nineties, yeah. early two thousands, I remember DJs had just bags and bags of discs with them. <laughs> That's right. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah. That was ridiculous. And, and, and they made fun of you for, for embracing that tech, for being an early adopter of the technology. Yeah. But now <laughs> mm -hmm. I, I, I found a method that you have it too. I, I, I do a, I, I do shoutcasts now. Oh. Without, and I, I, I really want to develop that thing because mm -hmm. with a... a I did it. I have a network with a friend in uh, in Lausanne, mm -hmm. it's a city in Switzerland, and uh, and in Montpellier, down south of France. Mm -hmm. We have a network, and we 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 DJ in one another's milongas, but yeah. from Paris to Lausanne, and right. you know, right, and we, Vir virtual DJing. I yes, I yes, but it's more more of a reincarnation on mm -hmm. the spot because uh, we can we can with a with a shoutcast technique we can we can. We can have uh, you know 42 kilohertz uh, like CD quality sound. Oh, nice! And and, and with a Skype connection, mm -hmm. uh, with an iPad, we can have a visual contact and we can even talk to people. Oh, nice! Uh, while we're DJing, so you know if you people if you you dress the mannequin, you know as a mannequin, I can you know really <laughs> take do exactly the same. People uh, in the beginning are puzzled, and then it seems re really natural to have a mm -hmm. DJ who can see people who can. We say hello. We can talk to them, and and but instead of being there, he's like two thousand, three thousand miles away. Right, <laughs> right. That's that's great. Yeah, this is embracing so, yeah. the new technology. I, I'm I'm trying that's to thick. do some virtual teaching. Um, you know, uh -huh. I had a student in South Korea, and then she wanted to go over some things with me. So mm -hmm. we managed the time difference. I set up a web camera and had her do some exercise, and that seemed to to work. But um, yeah. Yes, but yes. A lot of people do, uh, including Joe Powers, our mutual friend. He he, right. he does a lot of a lot of virtual lessons on Skype. That's that, great. That, that thing works mm -hmm. very well. That yeah. thing is. My sister does it too, uh -huh. and uh, it's the future. Mm -hmm. It's the future, and I'd like to organize some uh, 
uh, with a huge uh, I call um, a video projector, some uh, workshops, also tango workshops with yes, some teachers yes. in Buenos Aires and mm -hmm. live duplex. I mean, there's no limitation. Right. What technology can bring into into the milongas, into the teaching, into into the questioning of the employment laws. <laughs> right, right. I mean, yeah, like the virtual DJing, the virt like the teaching online. I think that's there's a lot of potential there. I think it's just a matter yeah. of convincing people to to try it because. I mean, ideally, you want a teacher to be with you, but there is a surprisingly amount that you can amount of things that you can accomplish, you know, just over over video. It's quite amazing. Absolutely, no, 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 for sure, for sure. And then you sometimes you need three D, but you most yeah. of the time you don't, mm -hmm. especially when it's about teaching uh, or uh, DJing or. Mm -hmm. Maybe teaching tango requires more presence. Yes. But I'm, you, I think you can more or less be 90% effective by by looking at your student on a virtual uh, screen and mm -hmm. and your teacher or your your student looking at you on a on a huge uh, mm -hmm. uh, giant screen, which is a projection. I think mm -hmm. it will work just the same. I mean, even if you can't touch the person, you can do other things, and if you have a good assistant yep. on the spot, you can can really do the trick. Yes, yes, definitely. Yeah, <laughs> so like, like you said, embracing, embracing the future, embracing the technology. Yeah. Absolutely, yeah. yeah. My approach to DJing, mm -hmm. to begin with, but, um, uh, I mean, DJing is not only about that, of course. It's, mm -hmm. uh, it's a big responsibility. Yes. Uh, because you you have to shape the ambience of the of the evening. Right. But on the other hand, I think when you call yourself a DJ, uh, the minimum is to know uh, the orchestras mm -hmm. and the periods of the orchestras, mm -hmm. the singers, uh, or at least you know the major singers uh, with with the major orchestras, and you right. know uh, these. I think these things are normal mm -hmm. uh, to know, and uh, you know. I don't really understand how you can screw up the DJ. Right, right. It's possible. It mm -hmm. happens, but you know, for me, it's not. Uh, it's it's very important. It's essential in an, in an evening, but it doesn't require as as much qualifications as being a musician, for instance. Yes, you know, yes. Right. So some DJs because they they they're playing Disali, they they have an ego bigger than Disali. Now, <laughs> a humble person. Right. <laughs> <laughs> So you know, I'm I'm kind of uh, against that too. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yes. Definitely. Yeah. So it's, there is a certain creativity and the creation mm -hmm. and the sensitivity uh, to have when you DJ, of course. Right. Right. But uh, you know, uh, you shouldn't overrate no, uh, the value of things either. I think it's mm -hmm. normal. It's only normal to know uh which music to play after what kind of music and and when you see the level of dance of people mm -hmm. uh, what you can what would be appreciated uh as a music or what 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 wouldn't, what wouldn't be or you know mm -hmm. i think it's uh, it's something not very very complicated either mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. not as complicated as playing music it, it can be complicated but it's right. not as complicated right. as playing the music itself that's good at that Yes, <laughs> which requires years and years and years of study and mm -hmm. and practice and you know yeah. you can't put everything on the same line either. Right, right. <laughs> so, so you you are a you guitarist, are a guitarist. Uh, but you did not begin as a guitarist. You played a different instrument before, right? 
Well, I started well, I started the piano when I was six. Okay. Uh, so I, I played a little, but the, the thing, you know, like you do when you're six, your parents more or less impose <laughs> it on you sometimes. So I I wasn't interested. Besides the the my time, the teaching of the harmonic theory was not good. You know, they were. I was, I was like trying to understand. I didn't want to just play the notes as they were showing me. I said, why? Why does this sound good? And why? You know, and they couldn't explain really. And they maybe they knew, maybe they didn't. I don't know. Mm -hmm. Anyway, so uh, I I when I was adolescent, when I was 15, 16, 16 years old. Mm -hmm. I, I stumbled upon a chord book. I had a guitar. I took the guitar, mm -hmm. and I, I knew the notes already, of course. Right. So I just took the chord book and I started reading the charts. Uh, you know, the the charts for 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 guitar. It was very simple to understand. Mm -hmm. I put my finger. It was a, I remember it was a D D major. Ah, I did ah. the D major. I just plunked the chords and. Oh, okay. I'm gonna do it a hundred times. Mm -hmm. That's how I started playing guitar. Okay. Oh, and then minor, E minor, D major, E minor, D major. Three months later, I had this Latino friends from from Paris. Nice. We were all nice. playing La Bamba, and then ah. four months later, <laughs> we were we got the Beatles songbook. Mm -hmm. Oh, great. So, so how <laughs> long? How, how long before? Uh, you you started doing started tango doing music. Tango. Was this something that something just that naturally evolved, or did you say no, I've, I've got to no, start playing tango? No, music? because uh, the the guitar was like a, it was for me. It wasn't a, until I started playing guitar. Mm -hmm. It was not a thing. It was not a thing to work. It was a thing to more or less waddle around. You know. I see. <laughs> so <laughs> whenever there was something I didn't want to do, or or you know. Like uh, I, I would take the guitar and mm -hmm. pluck some chords on it and and play okay. and play, but I did a lot of that. Creative See, procrastination. <laughs> <laughs> so so, but when w then I decided, hey, you know, I've been playing guitar for 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 a lot of time. Mm -hmm. I should maybe try to to integrate my guitar and my milonga. So because I do uh, oh. I do. I do the milonga, so I could, you know, dance and play the guitar and do the DJ, and and yeah. I started like that. Well, the first result was terrible, but oh no, thank God. <laughs> it was a long time. It was, it was 13 or 14 years ago. Mm. I started doing that, mm -hmm. and uh, I started with a duet, and the guy who was playing bandoneon, he he was only playing for for three months, mm. so. But now he's been playing for 13 months now. He's a hot shot too. Okay. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. the thing with, with, with so, really good tango bands. Tango it's band. People assume that they, assume just that they just reach this reach high this level of skill, skill and then they just, and they just suddenly became suddenly great. Became but no, great, it, it kind of starts off like this. Off. No, no, you start, you start by sucking. And that's what <laughs> people should know in the beginning. <laughs> about yes, that's a very yeah. good way of, of saying. You, you know, start that's by one, sucking. one thing yeah. you should do is to suck before you don't. You know. <laughs> uh, <laughs> no, but that's totally no. true. If you wanted to be perfectly honest, yes. that's absolutely right. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, uh, so with tango, I, we, as we mentioned, there's these infinite layers. There's always something new to learn, no matter how much experience that uh, that we gain. So. Even though you've had many years of experience, what's something new that you've learned recently? Okay, I can tell you that very, without any hesitation. Mm -hmm. It's the fact that uh, what you're looking for mm -hmm. is to preserve the nothing. 
it's not you're not looking for something you are looking for nothing looking for nothing and what you're what you're aiming for is in fact it's the nothing that defines that something okay. <laughs> it is not uh, because in fact when you're when you're uh, all the steps you will be doing in tango mm -hmm. is to preserve a permanence of state okay which is no change state and that no change state is is the definition is the very fabric of the of the something that's happening i see and you could have a very it could go really really far <laughs> okay in the you know in the you know if you want to bring it to other dimensions it goes mm -hmm. really wow you know but uh, but that thing is is really powerful when mm -hmm. you think of it uh, all the time it's like uh, that nothing it's not nothing it's there's something you you there's the connection is, you know, there's an energy flow mm -hmm. that is allowed by the fact that there is a permanence of state, which doesn't happen. It that permanent state cannot be man maintained. Mm -hmm. But uh, basically, if you approach things in uh, through that simplicity, mm -hmm. uh, uh, you get better results than if you're trying to look at the result of that nothing, mm -hmm. which are the steps or the what movement to do. But uh, if you try to explain what you do through a search. Of how to keep, how to make this nothingness exist, mm -hmm. <laughs> it's easier, I think. Um, so uh, okay. yes, I I tend to simplify, in fact, rather mm -hmm. than make it more complex. I see. Uh, and 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 make it more efficient too. And more efficient. Mm -hmm. All right. Okay, you definitely give us something to think about there. That's that's really <laughs> fascinating. Well, we'll keep we'll keep replaying this part of the podcast to <laughs> to, to make sure we understand. Good. All right. So, El Torquito, what future projects are you working on? Well, I have um, I have two new projects. One I cannot tell because it's too okay. new. But All right. I have a new milonga in Neuilly. It's the western bank of uh, Paris. Mm -hmm. It's a very chic area. Okay. I have this. Huge theater with a wooden floor. Oh, nice. uh, I'm going to organize a, a monthly milonga. The the first the first the first milonga is happening right now mm -hmm. while I'm in Berlin. That's okay. my special. Oh, I'm nice. always emphasizing on on the second edition, never the first one. Mm -hmm. And uh, uh, so we're going to do uh, the the second edition with uh, and the, for the third edition we're going to have my quintet. Where, okay, so my my projects. Okay. Uh, as a as an organizer, I'm 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 going to come up with two big milongas. Mm -hmm. Also, um, uh, we organize, of course, uh, uh, very large scale uh, tango events, mm -hmm. uh, which are two editions of Snow Tango, and the it's the biggest snow tango gathering event in the world. Okay. Uh, it's in La Plagne. It's one of the best uh, ski resorts in France. Oh, nice. and we have two editions: one in January and one uh, in March. Mm -hmm. and then we have a Tango weekend in Honfleur, which is a town. It's a sea, uh, sea very beautiful town on the seashore on the, on the Atlantic in France, mm -hmm. uh, near Paris. Okay. Okay. And uh, and we do uh, another one in uh, the Atlantic and down south of France in Arcachon, a beautiful area. Right. Another right. Tango Week event. So these are you know I do that. That's part of the organization thing. Mm -hmm. uh, so two two monthly milongas. I think one on the east 
east side and another one on the west side of, of Paris. Mm -hmm. uh, as a teacher, I have already four days a week that are taken. I don't, uh, I don't really want to do more than that. It's, it's enough. Mm -hmm. uh, but uh, as a musician, um, uh, our trio, we're going to have a new singer in the trio. Uh, uh, so it's going to be a trio plus a singer, and okay. we're going to add two two new musicians with a, a violin and a cello. Mm -hmm. So yeah, it's going to be uh, it's going to sound bigger and better. I hope. Okay. okay. <laughs> and lots of projects with Joe Powers too. Great. Uh, Great. For for next summer, I think we'll be we'll be pretty busy with him. Yeah. And uh, also with Marisa Mercade, with whom I play, is a wonderful Argentinian bandoneon player Excellent. Uh, with whom I have a duo as well we we, we perform a lot mm -hmm. so yeah as a musician I'm a pretty busy person now. yeah and if I had if I hadn't dared to suck 13 years ago I would have never <laughs> been able to play today like I do <laughs> yeah. so your, your group is a trio Belgrano or quarteto Belgrano we call it quarteto because we okay. we 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 have a singer that we consider as a musician. Yes. Okay. But you, you know, it could be a trio plus singer. You know, it depends how. Okay. How I just want to make sure I I got that I got that correct. Good. So yeah. where where do we find more information about you online? Um, www.turkito.com. Okay. I haven't translated my website yet. It's in French, but now with Google Chrome, you can have it automatically translated. Uh, but I will translate it in English if I have uh, some time. <laughs> okay. Okay. Hopefully, some of our listeners will uh, take a trip out to 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 Paris to 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 see you. Okay. More than welcome. <laughs> All right. So thank you very much, Turquito, for your time. Um, it was a pleasure to, to talk to you. And a big thanks to Joe Powers for getting us connected. Um, so best of luck with all of your endeavors. You're going to be really busy, but it's going to, um, sounds like it's going to be a, a great time. <laughs> yes, it will. Thank you very much. And all the best to you and all my love to the Tangeros of Wisconsin and, oh. and the world who are listening to your podcast. Okay. Thank you. I appreciate that. Talk to you again, hopefully in the near future. With pleasure. Bye-bye. Right. Bye-bye. Okay. Uh, Stefan is a very busy fellow with multiple events going on in France. I was very happy to get a hold of him while he was on vacation. And again, I'd like to thank Joe Powers for getting the two of us connected. It was really fun talking to El Turquito and hearing about his experiences. There were a lot of interesting details he went over, but what stuck out in my mind was when he told us that in order to get better at tango or anything else, we have to start by sucking at it first. It's not a good feeling, but it's important to know that sucking at tango is okay. It's not a permanent state as long as we keep working to improve. Stefan openly admits that his first attempt playing live tango music was a disaster. But since then, he's come a long way and is now part of a very nice quartet. And it's worth noting that Stefan is not afraid to try new things. He was, after all, one of the first tango DJs to use MP3s. People tease him for it at first, but now everyone uses those MP3s. And when it comes to improving our tango, we'll benefit from adopting a similar mentality. Try new things. Push the limits of what we know. We'll learn a lot about ourselves and we'll grow in knowledge. And in the early stages of any worthwhile journey, it's okay to suck at it for a little while. It's going to happen, but things do get better. And in a few years from now, we'll look back and have a good laugh about it. 
So thank you again, Stefan, for your insights and for your time. And to all of you listeners, thank you again so much for tuning into Joe's Tango Podcast. If you enjoyed this program and you're listening on iTunes, SoundCloud, or Stitcher, it would mean the world to me if you could go to any one or all three of those platforms, leave a five-star rating, a positive review, and remember to subscribe. It only takes a minute, but does a lot to help more people find this podcast. Now, on SoundCloud, I don't think they have stars. There's just that little heart button uh, next to the track. It's pretty easy to spot. Just give that a click, and you're good to go. And of course, sharing this with your friends would also be lovely. I truly, truly appreciate your support. Okay, that's it for now. We'll have more shows coming to you every Monday and sometimes on Fridays, but definitely every Monday. I'm Joe Yang, and I'll talk to you again soon.